You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Catherine Sherwood. Catherine, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Catherine, we're going to talk about your show at the George Adams Gallery, and the title of it is Pandemic Madonnas and Other Views from the Garden. And I, I, I want to go through a number of the paintings here, but I, I feel like I should ask about the title first because I know this, um, you know, it's, it's, it's so kind of evocative and, and, you know, we're just out of the pandemic now where it seems like we are. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about that title, Pandemic Madonnas and Other Views from the Garden? Well, Pandemic Madonnas are my latest um, series, and I was happy to include them in New York. And they are literally, um, I work on the backs of um, art reproductions that I got from my, uh, when I used to teach at UC Berkeley. And um, then all of a sudden I started realizing I had so many Madonnas and Child. And so that was the first time I worked on the front side of the reproduction. I, they, I did it in collage. Um, I made masks for all the characters out of my um, uh, fMRI scans from a while ago. And then I made all of the... Um, people in it uh, disabled. So there's Madonnas in wheelchairs, there's um, uh, Madonnas with um, with old-time uh, prostheses. And um, so I used them all interchangeably, and I only had six in, in that show, but I'm um, beginning to do them again. And now, the masks, you, they, 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 they all have masks as well. Can you tell me a little bit about the... Yes, that, the, the masks were... Um, I used to do a lot of research on the Black uh, Plague um, in the 14th century, and um, I was always taken by the masks that the doctors or the witches used. And so that's what gave me the idea of making masks for my characters. Um, but I didn't want them to be so stylized. I wanted it to be like, um, like a skull that uh, was over the face to ward off um, disease. So, so it's a really unusual interpretation of the Madonna and Child. Besides them having these, you know, um, you know, uh, prosthesis, prosthetic arms, and, and and the masks, yeah, it looks almost like an inside-out face. Um, why the mask? I understand, like the, the 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 update of, you know, handicapped Madonnas as well as handicapped children. Um, the mask seems to be something. Um, that's that's much darker, right? It it almost looks like they're they're skinned or something. It's a it's a it's a difficult yeah. you know face to look yeah. at sometimes. Yeah, um, I just wanted it to be halfway um, very scary and halfway a little comical, um, and that's why I devised the mask that way. 
And I didn't want it to be a painted image of a mask. I wanted it to, to be um, uh, photographic in that they are all um, interior photographs of my skull. Interior photographs of your skull? Tell me a little bit more. Yes. Yes, because all the um, MRIs, fMRIs, are visions of my skull and brain. And so um, I work with a really good Photoshopper and to um, get them all looking like they uh, belong there. So they're really cater to the um, the size of their uh, faces. I see, I see. And um, and so why all these scans of, of, of your brain? Is that something that you that Well, you, you know, that's that part of something, your health? Yeah. Um, that's what I've done ever since I had a cerebral hemorrhage um, in 1997. And um, so um, now I, for instance, in the brain flowers, I use the fMRI scans, but I shape them, Photoshop them into flowers. And they're accompanied by painted flowers. So they're all part of the same um, uh, vase of flowers. I see. I hope, so, so, I this, hope so, the, so the scan and, and the experience that you had sounds um, like it's such an important part of this of this story. The scans are something you do on a on a regular basis, or this was from um, right after you had the hemorrhage. No, I use them on a regular basis, and um, so uh, for instance, in my um, Venus series, uh, Venus is at the Yelling Clinic um, uh, that were also in the show in New York. I made their faces from um, the uh, fMRIs. And then I would crown them with a headpiece that was made out of um, brain imagery from the 15th through the 18th century. That's that's so interesting. Um, as as an artist, and um, you know, as as someone who's who's working on their their health and looking at your body all the time, because unlike most people, you're literally looking inside your brain on a regular basis. You're looking at images of the inside of your yes. brain on a regular basis. So so I mean, it's it's figuring in your art in terms of imagery and narrative, but that's also a very unusual experience, right, in terms of mm-hmm. um, not just your own kind of sense of, I guess, mortality and, and, and looking yeah. at that, but also the images itself. It's, it's, it's always this kind of very unusual checkup that, um, that gives you an insight that's, that's kind of extraordinary that obviously wouldn't have been possible when these paintings were done. That's a very modern technology. So, so that mm-hmm. in itself feels like um, this is a part of, of how you're looking at the world, how you're looking at yourself. You know, we talk about looking inside yeah. ourselves, but you're literally looking inside your, your brain or seeing images yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. 
Yes, and when I um, first had, uh, I had um, cerebral angiograms done, and those were um, a little bit after my stroke, and they were, um, um, to me, a sign of life that I that I was going to live because at that point they didn't know if I would have to have um, further. Uh, surgery or what was going to happen. And so um, that the uh, um, guy, the doctor came out with a full set of these images and hand them to, to me was a great um, uh, a nod that I was going to survive. Now, um, that, so it was really, they were really images of hope to me. And then um, when I started doing the brain flowers and the uh, Venuses, they became more because at that time, you know, like 20 years had passed or 15 years had passed, and I no longer saw them as just uh, images of hope, but they were about that um, that very small difference between, okay, you're alive and you're dead. And they were sort of incorporating all that um, into what I felt about them. And, you know, this is, um, you know, such a powerful and and life-altering experience you went through. Besides the imagery that's changing in your art, um, having an experience like that, did it also uh, change how you approach your art in general? I mean, obviously the imagery that we're talking about came into it, but um, did you have to retrain yourself to be able to to make art again, or did it affect your art in, in, in any other way? Well, you know, um, I um, lost um, my entire right side, so I I can't even pick up my hand. Um, it's just completely uh, paralyzed, and my leg, my right leg, is um, better, so I I can walk, and but I, you know, I'm in a wheelchair a lot. Um, so uh, that was a main thing that I had to switch hands, and that's why at the very beginning. I enlarged my pro- uh, process, or rather, I worked on much bigger surfaces than I had before, and that was to allow for my lesser um, manual control to not be a problem. So if I worked really uh, small like the, that I had been, I couldn't uh, manage that when I first had the stroke. And then um, eventually, I uh, so I worked on abstract paintings, um, but they weren't abstract. They were based on King Solomon seals. Um, in the uh, uh, um, you know he was in the Old Testament, and then um, he was particularly found in a medieval text called the Limageddon, and that text. Um, was uh, so interesting to me that I started um, uh, uh, making, uh, there were calligraphic signs and there were uh, 
uh, uh, uh, images. And I use the calligraphic signs as a template for how I would um, uh, incorporate it into my composition. That's just fascinating. And to, to talk about one work in particular called Bread and Brains, um, this is, it looks almost like a triptych, but it's not. It's made on, on three pieces of, of paper that are, that are joined together. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about this one, because this one, um, though it's called Bread and Brains, um, unlike the other imagery, it, it doesn't have direct uh, scans in this or images of, of brains. Is, is that correct? Um, you know, um, that, that does have brain imagery in it. Um, it's a long horizontal piece. Correct. Yes. Um, and it's a long so, horizontal piece. It looks like it has a basket at one end, a basket at the other end, yeah. a sword in the middle, a red claw, yeah. a hat. Oh yeah, that's a. I, I love doing that piece. Um, uh, so, um, and can you ask the question again? That one. It's called Bread and Brains, but it, it, it's one of the few images that doesn't seem like oh. it has brain imagery in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has the uh, patterning or um, in the bread, um, and then the brains. I'm 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 sort of um, I can't really answer that. I'm not really sure where the brains are. Um, yeah, well, I think I think you're right. It's it's more in the patterning of the breads. The breads do yeah. look very unusual. They look almost like oh, uh, yeah. in the basket on the left. It almost looks like there's uh, oh. kind of a stone within the bread, like like the bread is a, a kind of a skull. But it's a it's very yeah. different than how you've used the the imagery. Otherwise, it it it's the bread yeah. looks decorative as though there's a you know as though the bread's kind of woven on the top, and then there's something inside it. It looks like a stone, but obviously it could be um, it could be a brain. But very different than the than the other imagery of the scan. Yes. This is a, a a little more subtle, but the the bread just looks like a very unusual type yes. of bread that um, exactly. that I suppose could be brains or could be, which is another take, right? This is more uh, brains as um, I don't know something else, something that that you can eat, uh, you know, yeah. or or yeah. you know, yeah. which has which is also has or... a, a strange connotation, right? There are some flowers mm-hmm. in there, but very few. So mm-hmm. so bread and brains, you know, um, these are painted as you're saying. This one on the back of art was that yeah. riffing off a particular type of art, uh, a particular imagery, yeah. because bread and brains oh. sounds almost, yeah. Um, all the brain flowers in the New York show were um, based on 17th century women painters. And now we hardly um, are, recognize any of those names. But that one is based on Josefa de Oberos. And she was the most famous 17th century painter at the time, the most famous uh, painter from Portugal at the time. So um, she, uh, you know, since I uh, look at particular artists, 
what I make is largely due to their composition. And so they, then I just make the, okay, I want these to be brains, I want these to be brains, I want this to not be brains. I see. So, so in, the, in, the, in the image, Venus after Deobidos, that's specifically yeah. one of her images. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. This is an image of, yeah. of the back of a woman walking with either a Buddha yeah. or a prosthetic foot on, and there's a, a kind of wreath of flowers in the air and, um, and, and carrying this, this big red cloth with it looks like a, a staff. Well, that that is based on uh, Josepha de Oberos as well, and um, it was the only um, piece that I've done that combines a woman, a woman, and and the flowers. So that was based on an image that she did of. Um, uh, the young Jesus, and um, I instead um, turned it around so that you see her nude from the back, and um, that is a self-portrait of me walking, I mean, you know, shown from the back and with the back of my head um, with a huge, huge reef that goes all the way around the uh, outside, um, not on the bottom, but on the, uh, the left, the right, and above. And um, so I, I particularly love doing the flowers, and um, they just uh, make me so calm. <laughs> and um, so that was, I was really happy to have one painting that included the flowers and a standing Venus. It's a beautiful painting. I mean, these are all beautiful paintings that we've been talking about. And um, I, I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is a little off topic. But uh, what are you reading at the moment? You know, I'm reading um, uh, Barbara Kling, Kling. I don't know how to say King Solver um, and her book Demon Copperhead. Ah, um, um, well, just thanks. no relation um, <laughs> to to my art, but I I enjoy it and listen to it all the time when I'm uh, in my studio. Right, Barbara Kingsolver, I think Demon Copperhead. Yeah, that's, um, that's, yes. that's exciting. I I I want to thank you for talking to me today, but also thanks for making this beautiful show, um, really beautiful work. And, and I really appreciate your time and talking to me about it. So thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.